Welcome to Wicked Wisdom, a podcast presented by Wicked Southern California, with your host Stephanie Cobian. Wicked Wisdom follows the same theme as Wicked, also known as Women in Cable Telecommunications, whose mission is to develop women leaders who transform our industry. Enjoy. Thank you, everybody, for joining the Wicked Wisdom podcast presented by uh, Wicked Southern California chapter. I'm so, so thrilled today because I have as a guest Sonia Lockett, who most will know as the Chief Impact Officer at One Community. And just a little bit of background, as Sonia Lockett believes in the power of media, we have her on here, as a force for good and has spent her career using media to drive culture and policy change. Again, something that is so necessary right now. And so as Chief Impact Officer at One Community, she oversees the design and implementation of social impact campaigns and support One Community's issues driven creative content. So I'm going to let you, Sonia, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, oh gosh, you, you hit upon the, the good stuff. Well, I, um, I'm new to Los Angeles. So hello, Southern California, WIC. Um, I'm a graduate of Betsy Magnus. So I love WIC. And um, yeah, uh, gosh, what else? Um, I'm, I'm a Southern girl. I'm from Louisiana. I'm from Baton Rouge. I uh, went to Howard University and then worked for Viacom for like 13 years, which is where I first got involved with WIC. Um, and just happy to be on the podcast. I don't know. Um, I love movies. I love television. Um, well, well, I love talking. <laughs> so while we're on it though, then what is your favorite TV show? Could be previous, could be now. Okay. Okay. So that was hard. That's hard because <laughs> there's so many, I've been a television holic since I was young. And so there's so many things I like. Um, I will go with, well, I love This Is Us because I'm just such a, uh, just, I love it. Like, I love, I just love it. It makes me happy. Um, but right now in this kind of COVID crazy time, I would have to say my favorite show is Schitt's Creek. I watched the whole series starting in COVID because I've been hearing about it, hadn't watched it, and I watched it. And I will literally, if it's a bad, if it's a day that's just like, has me off or, or something, because I want to go to sleep with a good feeling, I will literally like rewatch episodes uh, right before I go to bed. I think I've watched the entire thing almost three times now. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel about Grey's Anatomy. There's so many shows I want to watch and such an abundance. But if I'm not in the mood to watch something new, I know that even though, yes, Grey's Anatomy is kind of a drama, tra- there's a lot of tragedy. Right. Yet I do go to bed in a good mood. I know the episodes. I've watched them all live. I've right. Like I, that, so I agree. It's just something that does get you in that good mood. Yeah. And we need, we need good moods right now. We, we so need good moods. And they just, yeah. I just fell in love with that show. And I was like, how come I didn't really see this when it was first? Absolutely fell in love, love the characters, love the sweetness of it because I didn't realize how sweet, especially as it, the, the seasons went on. And I just, you know, I'll watch one or two episodes before I go to bed and it just makes me happy. I love that. Are there any characters that you identify with on TV in 
any ways that you see yourself kind of like a similar character? Oh, wow. Like I think of always the Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, I think I'm nervous. My scary animal is nervous. (laughs) That is such a great question. Um, Or Wow. From this is... From This Is Us, I think I am horrible. As much television as I watch, I'm horrible about character names. That's a, I agree. Horrible. So, um, uh, gosh, is it Susan? Sterling K. Brown's wife on This Is Us yeah. is, is, I love her. So me. She went to Howard, too. We went to the same school. So that makes me happy. Um, just kind of the strength and, like, how she kind of sits back and observes and is like, okay. And then she's fun and funny. So I love that. Um, oh gosh. Maybe there's a character that still needs to be on TV like you. There is a character probably that still needs to be on TV. Um, but there are so many that, yeah, of course, I, after we finish this, I'm going to come up with 12. <laughs> we'll do a follow-up then in a moment. Yeah, I'm like, who are my 12 characters that... I did identify with, I definitely think in Grey's Anatomy though, because I'm a big Grey's Anatomy person as well. Um, It's kind of a toss between Meredith and between, um, um, uh, uh, what's her, who used to wear the roller skates and who was the, um, Arizona. Arizona, because she's always like, yeah, you know, just kind of. Love her. Yeah, I feel like it's a toss between Meredith and Arizona. I agree. Arizona had always a sweetness to her. She, yeah. Like you said, she came with the roller, but she helped children. Yeah, it was I something mean, about, yeah, I think that would be, or aside from the affairs with the president, everything, the Kerry Washington of scandal, just kind of like trying to do good. You know, not always on the straight path, but trying to do good, ultimately. Trying to do good, powerful female. I totally love scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Can of scandal. Um, anything Carrie Washington's in. Love, love. Fires everywhere. Love her. So just anything that she's in. So, so talk a little bit about more about one community. So, uh, well, before we go into them, what production company or network do you see as making the biggest uh, social change right now? You know, we talk about Grey's Anatomy. They're always like at the top. You know, obviously that's a Shonda Rhimes who's right. right. They're always going to be for the social change. But um, is there any production company or network that you think is out there really trying to, to be at the top of the social change um, in any ways, you know, for women, for minorities? Yeah. So I would say um, there are a couple that I, I was thinking of. Um, one, I feel like, are we doing any cable system, television network, any of that? You know, whatever you, whoever you feel is, you see is making change. Okay. I I feel like one, I would put, I would put HBO as one because I feel like they've always been very good about multicultural representation um, within HBO. And, And that's always the first, to me, the first step in social change is you have to see it. You have to see the stories. You have to see, um, that there are people who look like you, um, you have to see people who may be different from you and that it's not all the same. And I think um, off the top of my head, that's one, um, one place. Cause whether it's the comp, you know, the comp, whatever, like there's, they always, I think just do a good job of, of, of multicultural um, representation. Um, 
I also would put right now, it's a streamer, which, you know, we sometimes have a thing against with, you know, cable. <laughs> Um, but Netflix with their strong black lead as one thing and, and, and because there are a lot of different voices that are able to be represented, um, because of the way they're set up. I also think that, um, ABC has always been, um, really good about the diversity, um, in their content. Right. Uh, just, you know, I was always a long time I, ABC viewer from the soap operas until, you know, what there was always diversity um, in content from, you know, even way back, like, because I'm such a big soap fan, <laughs> just the uh, history of the soaps, like one of the first, you know, characters and, and Black characters and, and families and stuff were all on ABC. And so you even see stuff now with Blackish and... Um, you know, all, yeah, so I think they, they've always really done a good job. I think more and more people are doing so now because I think more people are recognizing that diversity, um, and when I say diversity, people get all kinds of content, but just diversity of voices, diversity of viewpoints, seeing different families, knowing that, you know, they're dealing with the same issues and problems and everything that you are, and it just... Um, and, and, and different voices like Shonda Rhimes, you have this black woman who built an empire on the a ratings magnet and, and made a lot of money for yeah. folks. And, and I think that's always my thing of, of having people understand that you can do well, you can have these different voices, you can do all that and be and do good at the same time and it makes money it's not mutually exclusive it's not like you're doing charity by showing you know oh look we're doing this nice thing you can make money and and just market it and and put it out the same way you do everything else so well you brought up a really good point is is when you say diversity you said people have a in tune to what they that means so i'm actually really curious now how do you see diversity you said diversity of, of of opinion stories like so what does that mean to you actually i'm actually really curious now that yeah um you know too much diversity it's like yeah it's like there's never too much the world is diverse so there's never exactly. too much diversity i think people feel like if you add all of these other uh, people and voices and and that you're taking away something and it's not, it's not a taking away, it's just a blending of, of making sure that what we're putting out reflects the world that everyone lives in. Right. And yeah, so for me, diversity is, it's not just like, okay, we added, you know, two Blacks and an Asian in this you know, thing. It's, it's, hearing, um, it's hearing different viewpoints. It's people telling stories from their lived experience, which may be totally different from the lived experience that you've seen constantly, you know, on television or movies. It's, it's, um, it's being able to, to have all of us, I'm a Pollyanna in some sort of way, but to have all of us see through that, that we're not that different, you know, that we're not that different. And it's not um, something that's, um, not special, but something that's, oh, this is, this is new. This is, it's not, it's, it's just, it's a different experience than you've lived. 
and a different experience that has been shown to you. And so you're able to, to see it and experience it and nine times out of 10 realize that like, gosh, we're not that different. I agree. You know, and one of the things I've noticed, I, you know, a little bit of my background, I'm multicultural, so I'm half Mexican, my dad's Mexican, my mom's white. And it is, I think we're so like the black and white, but I'm like, there's so much mixture. Yeah. Diversity isn't just a one this or one this. It's like, you know, you got to mix the crayons. Yeah. Just one piece or adding one thing, it is diversity and people of different backgrounds. I mean, I can see a lived experience of various backgrounds. Exactly. And I know exactly. there's so many more people like me, you know, I'm not unique. In and it, it, way. yeah, it was really, I remember one time it really, it stood out to me. Um, I was uh, working in this restaurant uh, as part of my background story. I. Um, when I moved to New York, I moved to go to drama school and I was doing the, the acting thing of waiting tables and whatever. And I was um, working at this restaurant and um, this white guy said to me, you know, he was like, oh, the Cosby show, that's just, it's not even realistic. Like really like a black doctor and a lawyer. And I looked at him, I was like, well, I, I know where you grew up, but um, you know, my dad is a PhD. My mom is such and such. I grew up, my friend's fathers were doctors and so but that went to show that that's not what was shown constantly as an image. So he, you know, you don't, a lot of people like that's what they see. And so if you only saw, which I'm not putting down at all because I used to love good times, but if you only saw, it's like everyone struggling and in projects or whatever. And that's, that was what you saw of a black experience that was like, yeah, that's that's a fairy tale to you. And also and that wasn't that experience too. You know, there yeah. are places in America that are gonna be, yes, predominantly probably all white people, and they only get their diversity from television movies. And that's what's important though, is that you see it from all angles, not just you right. know little spots because there are doctors of all ethnicities. Right. That's just so naive to me, but it could also be from where someone lives. Who knows? But it, that's why I think media has that power. Exactly. Perspective. Exactly. Um, so tell me a little bit about more, or tell all of us listening, a little bit about uh, One Community and the films and the stories that you... That the sure. Um, so One Community is a film finance and social impact company. So... We invest in film, but our whole idea is to invest in films that have some issue in the film um, that we can do a social impact campaign around, you know, so that it's, and it may not be, and it's not necessarily a, um, um, a, a, I always call the after school special type film, like this is a film about da da da, and it's just, you know, it can be a comedy, it can be a musical, it can be something, but there may be something in that film that we can do a campaign and using the film um, to highlight that issue and kind of accelerate efforts around working uh, to bring about change in that issue. Uh, so that's, that's, um, that's our goal and how we, we kind of look at the world and what we want to do. Um, moving forward. And our, our first film, it's a fairly new company, and our first film came out uh, last year that we co-financed with Warner Brothers and Macro and 
so uh, Endeavor and some of the folks, um, Just Mercy. So uh, it was around criminal justice, the criminal justice system, and a powerful story about that, and being able to use that to really um, push forth the issue about criminal justice reform and help using that story and stories of others, other real people, and I'm sorry, that person, that, that story is a real story, but also stories of, of formerly incarcerated um, people now to really talk about and bring people proximate to the issue about our criminal justice system needs, it's kind of broken and it needs to be fixed. And to be able to do that, so, so many times people, you know, they may not see that, they may have one idea, but a lot of times it will be a movie or a piece of content that you kind of get transported in that, in what's going on. Um, you get emotionally invested in the character and how it moves forward. And it allows you to kind of for a minute step in someone else's shoes and understand like, wow, this isn't right. And, and, and our goal is to hopefully once you, after you have gone through that journey and you kind of feel that emotion and, and see that things aren't right, then, hey, this is how we can help to get you engaged to, um, to make it better. I mean, that, that's, so beautiful how do you choose there's so many things that need changing or evolving you know socially however how do you choose or how does one community choose what projects or films or stories to move forward with how was that that first one chosen just mercy um that was, um, I, that actually happened before I came aboard. And I think it's also because um, my CEO, Scott Budnick, uh, he was pre-produced a lot of the Hangover movies, but he also left the industry and started working on criminal justice reform. So as he came back, that was kind of the perfect fit. But what we do is um, we, we, First is content, as with everything, like, is it a good story? You know, we get submissions coming in and, and kind of seek out stuff. Is it a really good story? And that, that's where it always starts. And then looking as you look at the story, okay, this is a great story. You're also looking in to make, uh, is, you know, who's telling the story? Is it, is it from the point of view of the people affected by whatever is in the story? You know, who's telling the story? Um, if it's further, if there's directors and all that attached, who's the director? Like, is that a great fit for that story? That person is the right person to direct that particular story. We're always looking for um, stories written by, directed by underrepresented voices. Um, so that's always big for us if we can find that. Um, right now, overall, I mean, people yeah. are, hey, we're doing a great job in front of the camera. We also have to look at the other side exactly. of what's happening behind the camera. Exactly, because that plays a big part. You can have a, a, a wonderfully diverse and represented cast with a story that's written in a way that perpetuates stereotypes and a director that doesn't get the new, you know. So it's, it's to look, you know, it's, it's, it's the holy grail if you find all of that. Um, that works, but we're always looking for that and then looking to see if in the story there is something that we can do from a social impact perspective, because that's our whole thing is that 
we invest in the films that have something in there. And we talk about, we look at, we say from a broad perspective, we look at issues of equity and equality. And that can be in so many areas, health and education, um, criminal justice, race, gender, all of that. Uh, and to look look for stories like that. So that's that's how we we choose. And and I love the process internally where you know our content kind of development team they get all the submissions. They're going out. They find something really interesting. And as a company, we all read it and and discuss it. And we've had some arguments back and forth about way way people feel. But I love that because you're getting to hear you know, for me as a black woman, it may fall on me one way. Um, for a person who's of Indian descent, they may feel another way. And it's so good to hear that you don't usually get that perspective in those rooms. I love and it. I think that's- Everybody gets to be involved. Exactly. And, and yeah, things that are nuanced from um, our, our, our develop, our chief, uh, you know, our content person, the head of our content team, is Mexican-American. And so there are things that may hit her and you don't even realize that. And it's, it's a learning experience for all of us that you can say like, this is why this is problematic. Where you may not have thought that and then you hear it and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I understand that. And then you start looking at things differently. So I think for all of us, it's been a great learning experience being able to do it that way. Um, because you are hearing from different perspectives and different backgrounds. I love that. I, I think that's doing something really brilliant then. Do you have any specific passion projects that you're working on now or have worked on that you are really proud of, passionate about, <coughs> specifically for you? Um, I love the work of Just Mercy, but um, I, I always say, because I have to go back to my days at Viacom, my um, working uh, just, and it wasn't just one project. We had a whole series of things under our Wrap It Up campaign around HIV and AIDS and was just so proud of all of that work and how it kind of normalized uh, conversation around HIV and AIDS and helped remove stigma uh, in the African-American community, especially for young people, because it was really directed toward our younger, our young audience. Um, and so I'm, I'm so proud of that work to this day that people still talk about it and what it did. And so that's always, you know, I always default back to that. That's, you know, my, my that sounds pretty important. I could <laughs> be proud of something like that. Of course. I mean, that sounds, that sounds intense. What is something, so you were able to do that, you're part of one community, what is something you still want to see happen or evolve or change in the entertainment industry? Um, I think the idea, I think it is just that it's getting there. Uh, a couple of things, one, just the, the diversity of stories that we tell and the voices. Um, I, I love this time that we're in that people can just do their own stories without backing, you know, they take their, they take their iPhone, they can take whatever and put their own stories out into the universe. Um, that we're not sticking to the formula that, you know, there was always these formula stories that we're being open and, and excited by and entertained by and money is being made by stories that 
are different. Like you look at like get out and all this stuff, but then there's, and what I love is there are little messages and, and stuff in that, that you, you see and you can come away with. And I love that. Um, and so I just want to see more of that. And I, I think it's, you're seeing more and I feel like people are understanding that it is still a, it's a good business model. Um, you reach new audiences, you expose other audiences. Um, and so I would love, love more of that. That's, that's, that's the thing. And to be able to say, you can even use that content for good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what? It sounds at least like the entertainment industry is going in a good direction that overall at least. I hope so. I hope it stays that way. You know, everything is up and down and cyclical, but I hope that that's the direction we keep going in. So, so I so appreciate you coming on this podcast today. Where can people find you? Oh gosh. Um, you can find me. Let's see. I'm on Instagram. I think I'm always like, oh, that feels like such a young person. Where can you find me? Well, um, <laughs> I, I'm on Twitter as well. I, I, you know what? I have to get my Twitter game back up because I haven't, I, I, I couldn't get in my Twitter account for the longest time because of a <laughs> password snafu. And then I just yeah. like, you know, I was like, oh gosh, I need to start tweeting more. Good but um, passwords to keep track of. It's way too many. Everything needs a password now and everything has a different thing of how you do the password and different capitalized. Yes. And it drives me. I can't remember anything. I'm always having to change passwords because I cannot remember uh, what my t password was for that. But um, You're also I, on LinkedIn? I am on LinkedIn. Yes, I'm on LinkedIn. Thank you. That that's the adult one. I'm on LinkedIn. It's like I have to remember. <laughs> All these social media. We don't do ageism. Yeah. can also be age. Exactly. Diversity is everything. It's exactly. Thank you. Thank you. So. For me, I'll say the grown-up thing. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate you coming on with wisdom today. I so appreciate everything, the information you gave us, telling us more about One Community. Sonia, uh, thank you so very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. So I hope everybody will join us next week for our next podcast, and um, we'll have a new guest. We'll see you there.